Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundance. So I want to share something with you that Robert Burr of the secret now of the magic thing wrote concerning visualization. She said visualization is the process of creating pictures in your mind of yourself enjoying what you want. When you visualize, you generate powerful thoughts and feelings of having it now. The law of attraction then returns that reality to you just as you saw it in your mind. On the spiritual activity of visualizing, Les Brown said, you must see your goals clearly and specifically before you can set out for them. Hold them in your mind until they become second nature. Second nature is key. Along these lines, one, along these lines, the clearest direction on the art of visualization comes from none other than Jim Carrey. Of pet detective thing. Best movie of all time. Who said, I would visualize things coming to me. It would just make me feel better. Visualization works if you work hard. That's the thing. You can't visualize and go and then go eat a sandwich. So we have to ask are you practicing the art of visualization? Do you practice this art from the awareness that visualization is a powerful spiritual practice that puts you in the driver's seat of the co-creative process with divine spirit? And lastly, do you practice the art of visualization as a way of life? Or as a 10 or 20 minute exercise that you got to do before you can go have a sandwich? Our intent this morning is simple. We would like to offer you a few suggestions on how you may become a master craftsman in the art of visualization. Suggestions that, once implemented, will transform the visualization process into being a consistent, second-nature activity of your soul, a way of life, and not simply an exercise to be checked off as before we move on to something else. In the practice of visualization as an art form, and it is an art form, your transformation begins with the awareness that the image that you're holding of your, of your new experience, your new way of being, is empowered by the power of your consciousness. And you begin to feel excitement about the visualization's newness, as well as the comfortableness of something that has been with your experience for ages. Your actions are supportive of the visualization without the need or 
intention of premeditated thought as the actions become second nature habits. And the spiritual and mental act of visualization fosters emotions of joy, peace, expectation, contentment, and excitement, satisfaction. Once you have mastered the art of visualization, you will never again ask in exasperation, when will my vision manifest? Ever ask that question? What's wrong with the universe? When's it going to happen? You're going to let that question go because as you move into being that master craftsman, you begin working with the knowing. Okay, knowing what you know, like you know, that the, the vision is manifesting in the now. Manifesting in the now. In the practicing of the art of visualization, the individual never pays attention to the thought. She or he only pays attention to their heartfelt belief and love. And practicing this art of visualization and becoming that master craftsman who expertly manifests their abilities is someone who manifests with ease through both imagination and demonstration, which is the title of our lesson this morning. Imagination and demonstration. So we have just a very short, quick parable for you. I love this parable. And it's about this lady that goes to church on Sunday. And every Sunday, she places a $2,000 check in the wall. Yep, And this just went on for weeks and weeks and weeks until finally the pastor was just overcome with curiosity. And he said, now, I just couldn't help but notice that, you know, you put $2,000 a week in the offering. And she replied, like, yes, I do. Every week, my son sends me a little money. And when I don't need, I give it to the church. Pastor said, oh, well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Do you mind if I ask, what does your son do for a living? Because obviously, he's very successful. And she said, oh, well, he's a veterinarian. The pastor said, wow, that is a very honorable profession. Where does he practice? And the lady probably says, well, he has two cat houses in Vegas and one in Reno. <laughs> and the moral to the parable is, never, ever, ever question how a vision will manifest. Focus your energy only on the knowing that it will. Perhaps I'll shift my vision in. At least one of you, you have a kid that's, well, you know, veterinary. Would you consider adoption? No. We'll leave that to source. All right. And thank you, Wormwich, Napoleon was at this. He said 98% of people are in the jobs they have through indecision. He says these people are in their jobs through indecision because they have never made the decision about what they wanted to do with their lives in the, in the first place. And so we submit to you that 98% of people are in the journey they have through indecision. That these individuals are in the journey they have through indecision because they never created a detailed vision, a detailed feeling vision for the journey they want to demonstrate 
before their lives in the first place. Understand, when we say mission, creating a detailed vision, we don't mean that fleeting thought or mental image that we all occasionally have. Wouldn't it be nice to lie on the beach? Wouldn't it be great to lie on the beach? Wouldn't it be great to date Idris Elba on Scarlett Johansson? Those are not visions. Those are dangerous. And there's a difference. A vision is a calling of the soul. A desire that has evolved to such strength that it evolves into a mental image and consumes the whole of your imagination and consciousness, eliciting passion and excitement. The 98%, they all have nature. <laughs> you have a vision. And this is the time to have your vision transcend from imagination to demonstration. In the science of mind, Dr. Holmes wrote this. He said, it was the realization of one presence which illumined the saints and the sages of the past. I am the Father of God. We must come to sense this marvelous presence, for this is the secret of successful metaphysical work. All manifestation of life is from the invisible to the, to the visible plane to the silent, effortless process of spiritual realization. We must unify in our own mentalities with pure spirit. It is only as the relationship of the individual to the deity becomes enlarged that one has a consciousness of power. So look, our first suggestion for you this morning is let go of this notion, this thought's idea, that you were working with the power of the universe. Because you're not. When you're visualizing and you're moving into that intention to become that master creator, that master craftsman that knows how to work with the visualization process, you're not working with the power of the universe. You're working as the power of the universe. Huge difference. You're working <coughs> as the power of the universe. That means you already have what it takes within you to say, Here's the blueprint. No, here's the blueprint. Here's the vision. And allow the universe to resonate its formative essence, its formative energy with that blueprint and manifest. Individuals get tripped up on this all the time because they think they're trying to get the universe to do something. No, you're not. All you are attempting to do is work with your own Work with your own consciousness and pure faith and pure conviction. And pure awareness. I am father Pure realization that I am source evolving into expressing that in new and greater That's the best big change in I want to get the universe to do something for me. said your vision will become clear only when you can look into your own heart 
who looks outside dreams and looks inside So this is another piece. Ask yourself, what are the visualizations that you're working on right now? And why are you working on them? Not just what you're working on, but why are you working on them? Are you working on them because of something you think you ought to do or something someone said you might want to do? Are you doing it? Are you working on the current visualization because of the challenge of your soul? There's something within you saying, let's do this. You can do this. And that's the case. You focus your full attention on that. You focus your full energy on that. What you're doing is you're serving as that light of the light. Is that a vision? That, that's a daydream. You can pull off the daydream and find it. 
So discern what's the vision and what's the danger. And then be willing to focus on the vision of consciousness from a consciousness of oneness. I am the father of one. I am the mother of one. I am the big sweet of one. Whatever affirmation of oneness floats your boat, floats your floats up, it's just okay. You get to come. But make that discernment. And then be willing, then be willing to maintain the vision in full faith and knowing that it is. Not that it's coming, but that it is. You want to foster a sense of expectation that it's manifesting in the now, regardless of past or current circumstances or outside influences. This is why our affirmation card this week is of such great importance. And it comes from that great metaphysician, Tim Fang. <laughs> I'm so tempted to say, I can see Russia from my house, and I won't do that. Tina Fang said, What? Tina Fang said, Don't waste your energy trying to change opinions. Do your thing and don't care if they like it. Don't waste your energy trying to change opinions. Do your thing and don't care if they like it. And I want to share with you what that looks like. Here's what maintaining your vision and full faith, doing your own thing, no matter what it looks like, no matter what they say, here's what it looks like. Henry Ford failed and went broke five times before he succeeded. His vision was stronger than his circumstances. Beethoven's teacher called him hopeless, not a composer. Beethoven's vision was stronger than the opinions of others. Walt Disney was fired by a newspaper editor for lack of ideas. <laughs> and he went bankrupt many, many times before he built Disneyland. His belief was stronger than the circumstance. The movie Star Wars was rejected by every movie studio yep. in Hollywood. A mid-20th century of Fox finally decided to produce it, and it became what? One of the biggest roasting movies in the middle history. George U. Lucas used power of the force of his mind to keep himself centered on what he knew to be true. After Fred Astaire's first screenshot, the memo from the testing director of MGM, dated 1933, said, can't act, slightly bald, can dance a little. <laughs> a snare kept that memo over the fireplace in his nature. He refused to accept the assignment of others. The father of the sculptor Rodin, Baker, right, said, I have an idiot for a son. Described as the worst student in school, Rodin fell three times with in, in applying to art school. They wouldn't accept it before he finally was. His vision of being an artist would not be contained within the walls of the school. Babe Ruth was considered to be the greatest athlete of all time and famous for setting his own home run record. But he also holds the record for strikeouts. He kept his vision alive. He continued to take support action. Eighteen publishers turned down Richard Fox, Jonathan William Siegel, before Macmillan finally published it in 
Five years later, it had sold more than seven million copies. Margaret Mitchell's Gone with the Wind was turned down by more than 25 publishers. Richard Hooker worked for seven years on his humorous, humorous war novel, Mac, only to have it rejected by 21 publishers before Morrow decided to publish it. When Chicken Soup of the Soul was completed, it was turned down by 38 publishers in New York and another 90 at the American Booksellers Association. And finally, Health Communications agreed to publish it. The major New York publisher said it was just too nice. It's just too nice. nice. Nobody wants to read a book about of little short stories. And more than 8 million copies of the original Chicken Soup of the Soul Soul had been sold. In 1954, G.D., editor of the Grand Old Opry, fired Elvis Presley after the last performance. And he told Elvis, you ain't going nowhere, son. You ought to go back to driving a truck. Little words never got Elvis, Elvis from transforming his vision into a huge demonstration. And Dr. Seuss's first children's book to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street was rejected by 27 publishers. The 28th publisher, Vanguard Press, sold 6 million copies of the book. This was before Kindle and the internet. Do you know how huge that is? Never give up on believing in yourself. Never give up your vision to the circumstances of your experience. Never give up your vision as a result of others' lack of imagination and passion. The effects of our life do not have any power. The power to impact your experience exists in the focus detail visions There is the power, there is the process, there is the higher self transcending into form and you. Power of your imagination. Your vision is infinite. It's infinite. Nikola Tesla said this. He said, My method is different. I do not rush into actual work. I get a new idea. I start at once, building it within my imagination, and make improvements and operate the device in my mind. In my mind. When I have gone so far to embody everything in my invention, every possible improvement I can think of, and when I see no fault anywhere, I put it into concrete form for the final product of my life. This is a great direction. He works with it, he works with it, he works with it, he looks for where he can improve it, improve it. Works with, his, works with his devices in his life. So what Tesla is saying to us is that we want to begin practice of visioning every day, to refine that vision within our mind. Refine how we feel about the vision and the end result. See yourself working as your vision and then seeing how others are interacting with you.
without that suggestion for you to be a master craftsman in this art of vision. Every day, every day, every day. How often do you want to do this? After you have visualized, right, you work with the process of vision, you know you need to refine it, refine it over and over again for a while, you will listen to powers of passion, of excitement, of expectation, of ease. Next time, it's slippery. It's right, we tell the description of the vision. Write down your vision in the infirmary. Write down what it looks like. Write, write out what the feelings are. Understand what we're doing here. We are coupling the art of visualization with the art of script. Visualizing, 
you're going to spend the time scripting, which I know now that you are, what you just said, our spiritual work is complete, and the actions that we take are for the whole
for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.